Hello and welcome to the Deep State Consciousness Podcast. Today I'm joined by Lindsay Kemp. Lindsay is a practitioner of Ascension Meditation and a Ruda Devi practitioner working with people with chronic pain. Hello, Lindsay. Hi. So I've been looking forward to this because in your work, you use spiritual approaches, not just to make people with chronic pain feel better about their situation, but really aiming to, to bring them out of it and to live a more functional and whole life. Is that a fair assessment? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So really want to get on to that. But this story starts with your own period of chronic pain that you went through and ultimately recovery. So why don't you start us off by going back to that time when you were suffering yourself and talk, with, talk us through that? Yeah, sure, absolutely. I came to the work that I do now through my own experience of a condition called fibromyalgia. Mm -hmm. um, I was diagnosed with that condition about eight years ago, but I'd had symptoms probably for a good four or five years before that, which actually I know, um, I mean, to me, it seemed like a really long time to get the diagnosis, but I know comparatively for some people, it's actually, it was actually quite quick for me to get that because it's such a process of eliminating. You might, you might uh, just want to mention what the symptoms of fibromyalgia are, just in case anyone is not familiar with that. Yeah, of course. So fibromyalgia symptoms are um, predominantly chronic pain anywhere and all over the body um, and also chronic fatigue. Yeah. And things like anxiety and depression are often tied up in the condition fibromyalgia. It's very similar to chronic fatigue syndrome, which people might be a bit more familiar with. And so, yeah, I was experiencing all of that stuff, the anxiety, the depression, the pain, the fatigue, um, and was very lost and alone in that experience for a very long time. Um, Invisible illness is a term that's often used for that, um, for these types of conditions now. It's a very, very lonely place to be. And it's a condition that really varies in severity. So there can be times where, like in my experience, at times I was completely bed bound, um, unable to walk and do anything for myself at times. And then there's other times with these conditions where you can feel not too bad and get yourself out to the, the shops and things like mm -hmm. that. And so, yeah, you know, I had that experience that a lot of people have at the beginning of having these um, symptoms of, of chronic illness, of being very alone in that experience and not knowing what was going on. Um, and I had never entered the world of anything kind of alternative. Okay. Oh, you just preempted my question. That's exactly what I asked. Take it away. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I wasn't aware of it at all. Like I was just completely, all I knew was the, the mainstream. Um, I knew nothing about conditions like this. So I had no idea what was happening with me. Um, and, and it really never occurred to me to do anything else other than go to a doctor because it's a, 
you know, a health issue, a physical issue. Um, and so that's what I did for several years until eventually I got a diagnosis through a long process of elimination. Um, but like so many other people, I was given a diagnosis, so I kind of knew what I was dealing with. And it was acknowledged there was something kind of wrong with me, which was at that point in my life was really important um, because, because I felt so alone and I felt so misunderstood. The people around me didn't understand what was going on. And it could kind of sometimes just sound like I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas the actual experience of it is a, a lot more debilitating than that. Sure, I get that. A lot of people talk about how important it is for them to receive the diagnosis initially, at least. Maybe it becomes a bit of a, a prison later on, but initially to, oh, there is a real reason why I, I have this and not just that I'm tired in this case. I, I understand that. Yeah, absolutely. And as you say, initially, that can be a great comfort. But unfortunately, it comes in that moment with also the prognosis that basically you're going to have to live with it for the rest yeah. of your life. So that's what you felt at that, that time, that you were gearing up for a life with fibromyalgia. Yeah, that's what I was told by the doctor. I had a cool doctor, actually, who, who actually did suggest that I go and look for alternative ways to help myself. Mm -hmm. um, and so I started to do that. However, you know, I was still told the likelihood of me ever getting over this is, is very, very small. And the best you can do really is is to, to live with it, yeah. And I was, I was 29 years old, and for me, it's, uh, at any time in your life, but you know, for me at that time, it, it felt like, yeah, I was kind of having to give up on a, any real quality of life at a really, really young age. Very depressing, you can see why it goes hand in hand with depression, that's, that's a totally depressing thought. Absolutely, yeah. So, so how did that progress then? Where did you start? Did you start to investigate alternatives as your doctor suggested? Yeah, I did. Um, you know, we, I just want to say as well, we're going to come on to this, I imagine, as this conversation evolves because of the way that I work with this condition now. Um, but because the, the roots of this condition and other conditions are emotional, that's actually that's where the, the depression comes into it, the depression. Okay part of the sort of manifestation of the illness but as you say in no way helped them by that sure yeah that's a, that's a good point yeah. thank you for making yeah. it yeah so um i guess the next logical place to go is this how did you get investigating then with the alternatives yeah so i started off looking on the internet and kind of i don't i'm not really getting very far mm. um, nothing resonating with me and then actually, um, completely out of the blue, a friend of my mum's passed her a business card of somebody who did something called EFT, Emotional Freedom Techniques, mm -hmm. which people will be familiar with as the tapping technique. Yeah, yeah, I think people... So that addresses emotional issues and, and works to move the energy of that. Um, and, and so can, can help with physical conditions through that, that technique as well. Yeah. Um, and I started to have EFT. And what I started to see was very clear for me that when we worked together on the emotional stuff, 
there was a definite impact on my symptoms. So there was a definite reduction in the symptoms that I was having. And over the course of about two or three months, I gradually, because at that point, I was, I was bed bound. At that point, I couldn't use my legs at all. I was crawling to the bathroom. So I was, that was as bad as bad as it got. Um, and I went from sort of that phase within two or three months to actually having some, some quality of life, starting to be able to live independently again, walk again, drive my car and, and look after myself. And so at this point, it, it was very clear to me that what was creating these symptoms was actually emotional stuff that was going on with me or um, also negative um, thought patterns and belief systems that I had. Um, yeah, that was really, really clear to me. Okay, so did you meet all the people who were addressing their chronic pain and fatigue issues this way or did you see people doing it online? at that point or was this quite an independent journey you were making and having these it was very independent actually initially um the the business card was passed to me as somebody who helps people with this condition um and so i just gave it a go um to be honest i was actually at that point very really surprised that that was how it was going to work hmm. you know talking about emotional things and we needed to know about my past experiences and my relationships and that sort of thing. Um, and, and yeah, to me, that was a bit like kind of blew my mind a bit at the right. time. That's right. where we would go. Um, but at the same time, I was just completely open, you know, to anything that, that would help me. Um, and so, and, and from there, from um, that time of having the EFT, then I started to, I started to kind of connect with different types of people and this sort of alternative healing and inward journey stuff and more kind of spiritual um, uh, experience and, and people came into my life and my life began to become more and more about that. Okay, so there's a whole shift in worldview going on. It's not just some emotional healing. You're when you talk about people coming into your life, there's a certain sense of synchronicity then maybe, and there's a kind of metaphysical shift going on for you. Would that be right to say? Absolutely. Absolutely, Richard. You know, when I first got that ill and I had to give up my job and then I had to rehome my dog um, and I lost my house, basically kind of like everything, the sort of the fundamentals and the foundation of my life at that time, um, all went. And that was, at that point, that was definitely the biggest surrender of my life. I was petrified, you know, petrified. And I'm sure that's something a lot of people experience because you go into this point where you are now debilitated, you can't hold on to your life the way that it is anymore which with hindsight and connecting the dots backwards thank goodness that i didn't hold on to my life the way that it was yeah, sure <laughs> because the transformations and the way things are now is just beyond you know just fantastic and it's very clear to me um and i've said to you before about my um point of view of of illness happening for us if we're for us, not to us, yeah. 
to us. I've stolen that quote and used it a couple of times since you said it to me, actually. I must confess. I will be claiming my royalty. I I do, I do. I always, well, yeah, I mention. It's not mine. (laughs) Um, So take us, like, so that there's, you're doing EFT and you're looking at the wider spiritual healing spectrum. And at some point, this um, lady, Ruda Devi, and her technique is something you settle on. So just take us on the remainder of that journey from being very open and exploring and explain what it was about this particular thing that you decided that beyond all the other things, you you sound like you're getting a lot of value from emotional freedom technique. So what was was the rest of that part of the journey like and what made you settle on the the Ruda Devi and the Ascension as an approach? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so as you say, I got a lot of benefit from the EFT. Um, the, the, the transformation from letting go of, of life as it, as it was and then going on a completely different journey, which began with that really, um, took me on this path of, yeah, completely in a completely different direction. Um, and I started to explore spirituality. I started to spend time with really all sorts of different types of people and about different therapies and and just stepped into a different world from what I had been before and on a physical level I was in the main I was able to have an independent lifestyle I wasn't able to work Mm. um, and I had always had to manage my energy which I know a lot of people will be able to associate with so I had I if I was doing something in the daytime I probably wouldn't do something in the evening if I you know if I was doing something in the evening, I'd save myself until then because my energy was still um, very limited. And so I kind of, to be honest, got to a point where I thought that probably that was about as good as my condition was going to get because I never found anything that ever took it any further than that, that ever really improved it any more than that. Right. So I kind of plateaued at that sort of level for quite a long time really. Um, And so along this journey, I eventually came to Ascension, or Ascension apparently kind of came to me. Um, And I learned to Ascend about five or six years ago. I'm not quite sure how long. Okay. And just just make sure people are clear on what that is. Ascension is a form of meditation. It is. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It, um, it utilizes praise, gratitude, and love. It's a very, very simple, very gentle, easy, and actually enjoyable to use meditation technique. I had tried other meditations before. I haven't tried everything, um, but I had tried to meditate for a little while. Um, to be perfectly honest with you, the reason at the time I was really trying to learn to meditate was because um, my sleep was terrible. I was an insomniac for years and years and years. And my primary reason for wanting to be able to um, get to a meditative state was in order to, to ultimately help with my sleep at the time. Um, and so I, I tried different styles, but always found it very difficult. And then when I came to Ascension, it was just like a kind of absolute light bulb or, well, coming home 
for me, actually, with Ascension. I've heard um, other people say that. It's what I've learned about Ascension is Ascension meditation teachers are a bit like buses. You never meet one and then you, they all come at once. <laughs> I, I had uh, Thomas Howell on being interviewed a couple of weeks ago as a, an Ascension meditation teacher, having never met one before. And your description is very similar to his, that uh, he found all the meditation techniques required a kind of strain and effort and never quite felt it was easy. And then um, ascension was just this easy and these transpersonal states opened up with, as you say, charming the mind rather than trying to restrain or restrict it. Yeah. Might be paraphrasing Thomas somewhat there, but that, that's rough. it's a very similar description of the experience yeah. you're giving. I think it's a, a great description, actually, that the charm in the mind. Absolutely. And it's the, it was the only technique that I ever started to see actually affect my experience of the rest of my life you know we right. use eyes closed um, and eyes open as well um, and through regular practice very quickly i started to see a big difference in the way that i was experiencing everything you know just a, a, a more ease more clarity joy connectedness um just overall a peace that began to fill up my experience of life. Yeah. Okay. And that, um, did that directly impact your physical health more or was that the subsequent work you did with Ruda Devi? I think for me, Ascension helps. I experienced the illness from a different place. Okay really see a direct and I know some people have I know people who ascend that have seen huge transformations in chronic pain and illness um, directly through learning to ascend for me I would say more that I just it changed the like with everything in life the space from which I was experiencing it so it made it less stressful and easier to live with okay but there was then a transformation at some point in the illness itself when you it was yes and it was with working with Ruja Devi so Ruja Devi is another teacher of ascension hence the mm -hmm. name Ruja Devi that's her Sanskrit name um, and so I met her through my connections with ascension I went away to Spain and I became a teacher of ascension myself um, I met Ruja Devi and didn't actually know what she did um, until I saw a testimonial on Facebook from somebody who had had fibromyalgia um, and was completely free of fibromyalgia and living this fantastic life and could not praise this, the Ruda Devi technique mm. um, anymore. Um, and I got really excited when I saw this testimonial. I was actually gone into another. Um, crash it'd been quite a long time since I'd had a severe crash um, I had a miscarriage about two years ago and from there I went into back to being housebound and bedbound right. and amazing partner took care of me for several months through that okay um, just to backtrack slightly, I don't want to, I feel I maybe glossed over slightly the importance of what you were saying with Ascension giving you a different perspective on your illness, right? Because that's huge. 
Um, and I just feel I maybe gloss that a bit, you know, that that's a huge thing for anyone who's um, suffering in any way, mental or physical, to be able to reshape their conception of it and find a, a value in life alongside that. So, um, but, okay, so you, you've gone into this crash and you're carrying all that stuff that you've learned, experienced through ascension, everything else with you. And now do you connect more with Rudy Davy at this point? Yeah, so I, I saw the testimonial basically um, whilst I was in a really bad, a really bad state physically um, and got in touch with her. Now what she was doing was she was working with primarily with people with fibromyalgia um, through a program and during this program she got them, um, she got them well. And she said to me in the conversation that I had with her that, that I would absolutely in 11 weeks time be free of my fibromyalgia and bouncing out of bed again in the morning with plenty of energy for the whole day, doing whatever I wanted to do and going to bed for a restful night's sleep. And I'd be basically completely free of fibromyalgia. Okay, it's a strong claim. That's yes, but it got your attention. <laughs> it did, it did. Now I knew she was a credible woman because I knew her already, you mm. know. And I, my head said, my my head had doubts, you know. <laughs> sure, yeah. I mean, I think you should doubt it when people make claims like that. You should have the subby some part of you that thinks, "Hang on a minute, like really, like one hundred percent guarantee." Yeah, but how? So another part of you overcame the head or you negotiated. Absolutely. Yeah. There was an absolute 1.8, 100% knowing that, that this was going to work for me. Right. And, um, and so I went ahead and, 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 I, and I did the program. And as I say, there was definitely still this niggling. It, it, I had, I had given up. I hadn't realized actually that I'd given right, okay. up really well because I'd always, that's what I'd always felt I was moving towards. Somehow I would find a way to be completely free of it. Um, but yeah, she was, she was very confident that that would, that, that would happen. And what was the 11, it is 11 week program. That yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, the way that I, I work is when I work with, Clients I'm very bespoke in the way that I set up the programs, but but predominantly an eleven week program would be for somebody with fibromyalgia. So what, what was um, what did you see then going through the eleven weeks as it progressed? Because you've done a lot already in terms of meditation and emotional freedom. Did you find more there within yourself that to work with? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It was really. It was really interesting to see that there was just some really core kind of fundamental stuff still playing out, still being held on to, especially held on to from the past. Mm -hmm. um, that was manifesting as these symptoms still. Um, and what I loved about the experience of the program was that it was so incredibly simple, you know. 
it was really about addressing the key emotions that are still being suppressed, still being held on to, um, which manifest as the physical symptoms. You see, the, the, the work is based on the fact that suppressed emotions manifest as physical symptoms sure. yeah. in the body. We all actually have a, um, an automatic survival mechanism to suppress emotions so that we can deal with whatever situation we're yes. experiencing at that time. Um, and of course, it starts when we're little kids, you know, and we do experience things that the, the amount of stress that that will cause us as young children um, can be just too much at that time, you know. And we all have those. It can be anything like, you know, something that's really common is, is the loss of a, a pet when we're kids, you know, the pet goldfish or the pet rabbit or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, that to, to a, a six-year-old, for example, who, that, who, who's that rabbit or that dog was their best friend is an extremely traumatic experience. And what's likely to happen is that we'll suppress some of that emotion because it would just be so overwhelming yeah. at that point in our life but of course that that does continue as we become older as we become more mature and we still continue to have a huge variety of experiences that we all have in life um, we we continue to to automatically suppress those emotions what happens and at some point in our life is that that kind of it's like an invisible backpack that those emotions have been stored in will start to overflow um, at some point, it just it just gets too much, and because of the mind body connection, that overflows into physical illness. It shows up as physical illness, physical pain. So, you know, for some people like me, it was fibromyalgia, so it was a, a chronic illness with lots of symptoms. For other people, it might be migraines or back pain, you know, knee pain. It can any of these sort of physical niggles some some for, for some more um intense and chronic for people others less so but it's just the variety in which it shows up and and how much is being released at that time okay so i'd like you to really describe a bit of well you have kind of described the process you were going through then with ruda davy but i wonder if you could put your finger on because it sounds like you were doing a lot of emotionally transformative stuff already and I'm wondering what was like the real key thing about Ruda Davies' approach that allowed you to get at these deeper levels that you hadn't, maybe it was like a combination of things, maybe it was the right time, I don't know. But what was it about the approach that allowed you to really get to the, this deeper level that you're describing, which ultimately led to your recovery? Do you know, I think you're, you're, you're right, certainly one element I'm sure is always that it's the right time. That we're ready for it. Her approach as well, she came from a space of complete openness, um, complete clarity, a lot of clarity that she brought to the process, helping me to see where the suppressed emotions were or where the beliefs were that were that were creating this illness or that, that were actually causing toxicity within the cells of mm -hmm. my body yeah her level of of clarity 
and the space that she held um, and came into the process from. For me, there was a different, there was just a different quality of presence. Right. In the experience of what was happening to any other types of therapy that I'd had before. Okay. Another thing, sorry. Please, no, please go ahead. Another thing as well with this process is the simplicity. Um, it's very much about uncovering what's beneath the, the story, what's beneath mm. the um, events or the, the, the patterns that are happening within life for people and getting to, getting to right to the core of it. So imagine that um, something that happened in the life that came up in the event, in the um, program, it might be like um, I was bullied at school, okay? And so, and so being bullied at school is like the sweet wrapper. Imagine it's like um, a quality street. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that, so that, so there's the, 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 the experience, well, the story or the experience of, of that, of being bullied at school is that sweet wrapper around the quality street. Mm -hmm. Now, Ruda Davies job with me and, and my job now with my clients is to unwrap the sweet wrapper to get to the chocolate inside. Now the chocolate is the suppressed emotion. Right. That is what's actually now still affecting us from that experience. So, and it could be different for different people. So for, for me, it could, it could be shame. So I was bullied at school. Um, so what am I still holding on to? You know, what's the pain from that? So it's the chocolate is the shame. And so that's what we're getting to, and that's what we're going to deal with. Okay. Um, and and for, for me, that was just a new level of simplicity as well, rather than getting needing to get caught in too much detail. For me, that worked. Yeah, I, I, I get that. Yes, yeah, so that, that's, that's the simplicity of the approach. And what I also hear you saying is that Ruda Davy herself provided a certain very open presence, okay, that was yeah. helpful in facilitating. Um, okay, so the million dollar question then, the 11 weeks go by, do you, what did you promise? Did you leap out of bed in the morning and pain free, fibromyalgia free? What? Yeah. You did. Good. <laughs> good. Because <laughs> it'd be really disappointing if you said no. <laughs> That's so good. Right. Okay. So quickly, within probably like three or four weeks, um, I saw incredible transformations in my condition. I started to get my energy levels back, the pain was going, um, and you know, there was there was this point, some point before we'd even finished the program where I was driving my car along and I just suddenly realized that I felt like I'd woken from the grave. Mm. I hadn't felt anything like that for probably over 10 years, you know? Incredible, like, yeah, like waking from the grave, like coming, like sort of suddenly coming up out of being underwater for a long time. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah big big difference and i suppose emotionally more free as well not just physically but you must have felt a lot of inner freedom come about from taking the quality street out of the wrapper analogy you know dealing with those suppressed emotions whatever was going on beneath the surface there for you absolutely you see this is this is the thing as we were saying before that's what we work with in order to free us of the physical mm. symptoms and so yeah absolutely okay so i know then you um well i think that you went back and trained with ruda davy at some point yes so I'm, I'm curious about that and what that was like and also i think I'm curious to know what your life has looked like since in terms of how you've used this. Is it a case that you continuously find value in this approach for further looking at yourself, your emotions, your beliefs, what's going on? And is it something that you continue to find freedom with an increased level of freedom? Yeah. It's not a case that you did it and then it's done and you can, forget all about that spiritual stuff and, and carry on. It's something that's, that lives with you. Yeah, it is. It's, it's continual. And I think it's a really important point, actually. Um, an important part of working with people with the program for me is that not only that they get better, which is incredible, um, and they have this journey of self-discovery throughout the program, but also that they then leave me with the tools to carry that on. Um, a lot of the work that's done throughout the program, the client does for themselves, you know, they do that home in between the sessions. Mm -hmm. And so it's very much about self-healing and, and, and having that, the power in your own hands in order to do that. Um, and so the clients will leave with, with tools. Yes. Wonderful. Yeah. So, um, I really want to ask you about that now you're you have your own clients but i don't want to skip your like the training process so like maybe if you say anything that you feel is um relevant interesting or transformative to you about the the training you did and how that um yeah maybe it's actually just and then we'll go on to the client so what what was the the training process like for you oh, i'm assuming that you were so compelled by what had happened that was it a quick decision to go back and train and yeah. In fact, it came up during the program. I hadn't right. even finished the program yeah. yet when we started to talk about it. Yeah. I, um, I had had an interest in what's called metaphysical health, which is all about this, the connection between the emotions and then the, the physical symptoms. I'd had um, a, a big interest in this ever since having EFT, really. That's mm. when I started to become interested. Um, and I had trained in EFT and, and practice that a little bit as well along the way um, and I knew that I wanted to work with it but I hadn't quite found the thing um, kind of the same really you know I knew I wanted to get totally better but I hadn't quite found the thing for me that was going to work um, and yeah and so when it was actually you know Rudy Davy that approached me about the possibility of me training and and yeah, it was an absolute no-brainer. I'd already seen, even before the end mm. of the program, the amount of impact, the huge, you know, transformation that I was having with it. And was it just the, resonated. Was the training, sorry. Was the training transformative as a process also? Yeah, very much. It was really interesting, kind of how much stuff came up throughout the training, you know? And so 
doing more like you said about continuing that 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 growth mm -hmm. and that journey um i had done since the program i'd continued with that um but especially when we came to do the training just so much stuff presented itself and, and it was a great way to learn i was kind of before i started to have my trainee clients i was my own guinea pig you know yeah sure myself again um but from a perspective of yeah of, of me kind of being my own practitioner a bit mm. more so um i suppose a part of it is you're looking to embody a similar sense of the presence that ruda davy held for you and i suppose the first step in that is embodying that presence for yourself like being present and non-judgmental accepting with your own emotions and self as they arise and then carrying that that presence across to others would that be an accurate description yeah absolutely yeah great observation and i just going back to ascension actually for me that's that's the key mm. um, practice my ascension practice to rest in in that space sure. and, and for my clients as well. so the second million dollar question then how have you found it with your clients have you found that they've had similar results of both reshaping their perspective of their condition and their wider life and also being able to transcend their what's going on for them their illnesses absolutely it, it's really beautiful work it it really is it's awesome awesome to watch them and and assist them along that same kind of journey and yeah i mean you know i'm so lucky because i get to watch them transcend these illnesses you know i had a i've had a lady recently who had had chronic migraines for 30 years and so she hadn't, I don't think she'd had a week without a migraine for the last mm -hmm. years. Um, she's just gone and left me to go on holiday for a few weeks, but she had two weeks of migraine free before she went away. Um, so, you know, that's, those are the sorts of results that I see, you know, people with depression and chronic pain, just, just getting free of it. So yeah, it, it, it absolutely, it's a very consistent um, experience of, of my clients to get huge benefit from this. Okay. Yeah. That's one of the things that uh, you express in, and comes across in your testimonials that there's a lot of consistency. Okay. Whereas I might've thought that there would be more of a sense of inconsistency, right? That for some people it works, other people find it harder to get in touch with themselves or other people have such, there's something about their physical conditions, which really is physical and it's hard to reach for an emotional approach. Um, so just speak to that, just speak please to the level of consistency that you and perhaps others have found in working with this modality. Yeah, I think, you know, you touched on the point earlier about being ready and I'm sure that that's certainly an element yeah. of the people that actually show up for this. Um, people do have different experiences with being able to connect with the work. Um, being able to um, have ease with the homeworks that I give them and they have diff people definitely have different experiences of that and so different things happen at different times in the program um, but 
sure enough, it seems to happen for all of them at some point within that right. within that time. So regarding the program then, what might people be looking at doing if they were to to work this program? I know you've mentioned there are sessions and being present with emotions. It also involves writing and journaling, I think. What what kind of things go on? Yeah. Yeah, I have several, quite a lot of tools that um, I use throughout the process. And it's dependent on the individual, really, what seems most appropriate to help them. Um, but there are some key, um, definitely fundamental um, tools that I always use with my clients. And one of my certainly most important ones is letter writing. Um, it's, of course, very ancient and it's immensely powerful for the releasing of those suppressed emotions. It's really helpful to have guidance with it because we need to, it needs to be the right subject. As long as we hit the right subject, so we write about this right thing or we write to the right person mm. with absolute honesty, um, allowing all of our feelings to come out on paper is a very, very powerful tool for releasing those suppressed emotions so yeah I, I so far there hasn't been one that hasn't had the letter writing I think they probably all would have that and that would be something that they would do in between the sessions so there is homework there's a weekly session with me and then there's homework in between the sessions for them to do okay so thank you for all that that sort of is a great overview of your journey and the work um brings up a couple of sort of additional questions i suppose for me i know that you're obviously from your own experience and who you practice with you've uh, focused this on chronic pain conditions very physical conditions but of course there are also people who are walking around with depression and it's not manifesting as, as chronic pain so um what's your sense of the breadth of applicability of this approach like would it i'm assuming that it could speak to a wide range, a wider range of uh, ailments than just the physical, like people with addiction issues or relationship issues or just straight issues of depression. What, what's your sense of that? Yeah, absolutely, Richard. I totally agree. I mean, I certainly have firsthand um, experience now of working with anxiety and depression. Um, you know, the, it's, it's working with the emotional stuff that we're doing really. The, the chronic pain and the chronic illness are, are a very clear indication that there is emotional work to do. Um, and I think often brings people to a place where they are open enough, like I was, to come from a completely different world to be open enough eventually to work with, um, to work with the emotional stuff, you know? Maybe sometimes people need to get that physical condition in order for them to, mm. to, have to go there. Um, but of course, it's exactly the same with anxiety and depression. I suppose they're things that people would generally consider to be more emotional issues. Mm. Um, and, and yeah, I think you're right. You know, I would be absolutely open to talking to, to anybody really who had any issues to, to talk about whether we could work together and if I could help them. Things like relationship issues and addictions, they tend to show up within the programs anyway. Yeah. You know, we are an element of what we end up working with. 
yeah it's what i find in sessions that whatever the, the sort of surface thing someone comes with it's not what you spend most of the time talking about because instantly as soon as the session starts you go to a deeper level than that so okay um so lindsay anything else you would like to say otherwise um i'll let you say how people can get in contact with you and how you i believe you work over both locally um on the isle of man and also over the internet is that correct on skype or, yeah. Zoom or something like that yeah exactly i worked with Rudy davy over um skype when we did our okay my program and yeah i do I, I work online or in person so it doesn't really matter where people are or how debilitated they are because that can lend itself to you know working online i can obviously work with local people that can't travel as well yeah sure and um i just i, I want to ask a bit of an obvious question but i think it's worth asking because people might think well i don't know online would it be the same effect as being in the room uh, with someone maybe a cynicism about doing these things over the internet but as if they, it wouldn't be as valuable a process or as effective what, what's your experience of doing the sessions online as compared to real life well yeah I mean, as i say i did my program yeah. online with Davy, and it was 100 percent successful um yeah it's it, it doesn't to me it makes literally no difference it's just about the client really what they're comfortable with sure yeah i completely agree with that um i just I can imagine i remember before i did anything online i was like oh will this work online and then it does you know so yeah. i think i think it's worth pointing out because if people haven't done it you know um they might have that question so um i'll put your details of your contact details website etc in the comments section beneath whatever platform people are listening or watching this interview on but if you want to give a shout out of what they are too now and, and say anything else you, you wish to. Yeah, sure. Thank you. Um, I just want to say thank you really, Richard. Yeah, I've really enjoyed sharing with you today and I want to thank you for inviting me along to talk a bit about what I do and my experience. Thank you for coming. It's been a fascinating conversation and I don't think I've had anyone on before who's really addressed physical pain issues and taking the spiritual into the physical in this way. So I appreciate the conversation and oh. I can only imagine it will be of a lot of interest to a lot of people out there. Oh, I hope so. Thanks. And your website. Or... Yeah. So my website is theinvisibleillnesscoach.com. Um, and also I think it's important just to share that I do an initial free session. So sort of 45 minutes to an hour. Um, where I do a free health assessment. So like I was talking about before, people can get in touch with me to find out if I can help them, if they want me to help them. You just basically have an initial talk. I find out more about them and explain about what I do. Yeah. And we kind of take it from there. So there's that opportunity to have that interaction in that space without any commitment whatsoever. At that sure. Point. And I know from what you've said to me, it's, it's you're deciding with that person whether they are right for the process whether they're right to work with you so it's it's not something they're going to have this 45 minutes and there's going to be a hard sell at the end of it right it's very much a a, a mutual kind of finding out whether you're right for each other so people really have you know i, I would say people are, are are suffering with the kind of things we've been talking about they've nothing to lose and everything to gain and in, in having a chat with you then 
Absolutely. As you say, it is a two-way thing. You know, this does require a lot of commitment. And I think it's only right of me as well to, to ensure that we both feel happy yeah. um, to work together. Yeah. Great. Lindsay, thank you very much. We'll speak again thank sometime. Thank you. Bye-bye.